When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Stable Podcast, the official coach podcast of Fansided. I am Rashad McGinnis. I'm joined here with my two excellent co-hosts, Michael Terrazas and Dustin Adams. Man, we got a great show planned for y'all. How are you guys doing? What up? What up? I'll go first, Destin. Okay, stand to the side. Ah, man, it is a great Monday, a great start to the week. Had a great weekend, man. I am feeling great, um, powerful. I'm feeling good today. Powerful. powerful, man. Powerful. You know, Mexico just got its first ever Mexican-born UFC champion. So now I'm kind of carrying that that pride, that mystique, that that honor, man. That shout out to Brandon Moreno. Shout out to him, man. What a story. What a legacy. What what a run, man. I cannot wait to see what's in store. Viva Mexico, si se puede, wey! And his social media is really cool. He, it really feels like he's going to be one of those, like, entertaining championship runs, too, like uh, Reigns, just to be able to see him post with the with the belt and everything. I hope he does it, like, with some of his, uh, his nerdy stuff in the background that he likes to post all the time. I, I hope to see a bunch of social media posts from him, but – Man, it's good to be back. It really is. Two in a row of all three of us. We're trying to make a streak out of this, it feels like. Um, every time I hear, I hear Michael Tarazas, I just think of how everyone butchers your last name, and I try to think of all the ways I could butcher it on air for you. Um, but I'll decide to be nice today. So, Michael Tarazas, um, it's always fun to be on. Me, me and Michael, um, we, we don't get to argue like this all the time. I mean – the pot, the pot is our safe space to yell at each other. Well, yell at each other as in Michael yells at me and I just tell him why he's wrong. Um, but, I mean, you guys know that. Destin gives his opinion. Let, let's correct him. He gives his opinion, okay? He, he thinks. He thinks. Even though he's a very intelligent man. But 
I mean, hey, we've we've kicked each other's butts on some conversations, so I can. I almost introduced you as Michael Tarantino. Tarantino, that's a new one. Tarantino. What Amen. is what is uh what is Christian Edwards from the Colts? What does he call you every single time he introduces? Oh yeah, Terrazas, I think. Terrazas, teriyaki, teriyaki sauce. Man, I gotta, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, that's, that's I gotta email him. Uh, I gotta get back at him, man, and send a pronunciation of how to say my damn name, man. Golly, Christian, if you're listening, I highly doubt you are, but man, it's Terrazas, man. <laughs> Nothing but love. Um. One thing we wanted to discuss today, one thing we wanted to lead this show off with, uh, you know, we we typically venture off into other sports and other things going on in sports in the beginning of our shows, and today is no different. We want to discuss a rule change that's that's looking to get added in the NBA, and uh, Michael has more information on that for you. Okay, look, okay. There's actually going to be a couple things because something just popped in my mind, but I'll save that after this little one. But with the NBA, so... There was like a committee meeting today. You know, they were going to get together about some rule changes possibly in the NBA. We always say it's soft. We always say that players are hunting for fouls. I'm a huge Mavs fan. Luka does it as well. He does the step back, throws himself into the guy, Trey Young, James Harden. I mean, everyone does it. I don't want people to just solo LeBron, solo James. Everyone does it, okay? Um, So the NBA is thinking about, taking that away. When you're up in the shot, you get your defender up. You can't throw yourself into the defender. You can't throw your leg out, force contact, and get a foul. I really hope this is something that will change because even though even though I'm a Mavs fan, I mean, I, I don't want to see that. It even annoys me when Luka does it. I mean, yeah, he gets points and everything. He gets to the line, so such and such. But, man, that's just not basketball. We've always said that. Like, that's just not basketball. When I was watching Trey Young in the playoffs, I mean, hey, he was doing his thing and he was hitting these logo threes out of nowhere, but just foul hunting, foul hunting, it kind of takes away the game, especially in the playoffs, man. It takes away that drive. It takes all of that away. So that is something that I think the NBA should do immediately going into next season. Take that away because I am very curious to see what players look like when they're not hunting for fouls. I mean, the NBA is there's there's so many other reasons that people would use the word soft and things like that. And because I don't really fault the players, I fault the rules. I've always said that. Like, I mean, I'm never going to disrespect a guy for using what the rules are in front of him to optimize his game. That's why I never really cared that James Harden did. That's why I've never really cared that. I mean, you mentioned Luca, LeBron, things like that. The things that I care more about are the crying when they don't get the calls, um, things that 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 irritates me way more than when they play for free throws. I mean, people don't mention him, but Dwayne Wade may have created the force other people to cause contact on a layup. Um, Dwayne Wade was jumping backwards into people like it was nothing getting those calls um, back in the day. But I mean, and you've seen it translate to so many other sports. I mean, you see, you see it in football. We're going to get into that, but you see it in soccer. Oh my gosh. Do you see it in soccer? You, there, there are times in baseball that you see catchers try to like throw themselves out to cause a runner that's coming into home to force contact at the home plate and get tossed out, which is a dumbass rule um, that a guy can get thrown out for running the catcher over in the line. But we, that's that's a topic for another day. 
If I was that runner heading the home court, man, I wouldn't even die. I would drop kick his ass. That's what I would do. If a catcher has the balls to look at me all 6'5", 288 on a good day, 6'5", 288 on a good day, Destin running at him full force, and he wants to stand there, I feel like I have full right to lay his ass out. Yeah, yeah, I think, think this is football. I see. That's the thing. He's, he's a linebacker. If he's I mean, in the line, if he's in front of me, <laughs> look, man, front of the base, I, I don't watch baseball. I'm going to be honest, man. I, I just don't watch baseball. I, not I even October? Not even October, man. Uh, I, I mean, the I, last I'll time I October. The last time I watched it was when the Rangers were good. That's the last time I watched it. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, that was a long shit. time ago. Adrian, Bel- Adrian Beltre, Carlos Beltran, Prince Fielder. That's that's a long time ago, yeah, man. That is a long time ago. But, um, but, yeah, man, when it comes to these rule changes, if the NBA is taking into account that, hey, man, we got to change something, even, in the, even though it may not be the biggest difference, you're going to see it when games come next year if it gets approved. Now, when it comes to the NFL, I think they should look into doing this as well. Because this is the number one sport that we say that is, it's just soft. I mean, you can't touch anyone. You can't, you can't do anything. And we saw it with Rocky Sin last year. Chris Ballard even said it. He got penalized for every little thing he did. I mean, what's the point of running down the field at full speed in your grown men and you can't at least do a little hand fighting? Like, isn't that the point of football all about want to? Do I want to really keep you from catching this ball or do I really want to catch this ball? Let's see who wins. I mean, isn't that what it's about when it comes to the quarterback? Nothing is ever changing with a quarterback. That That's the face of the league. That's what brings in the money. That's what it's going to be. Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, all, all that good stuff. That's never going to change, but other rules in terms of off in the trenches, you know, offensive linemen have had their hands around defensive linemen's throat we know Aaron Donald has murdered a couple of guys, almost led, 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 led them to go see Jesus a couple of times. But physicality at some point in this league. Who remembers that penalty penalty in Houston when Malik Hooker made a great play on the ball, but he was called for pass interference in the end zone and it led to a touchdown. And Frank Reich was upset. He was like, what else is he supposed to do? What else? Like, just stand there and let him catch it? I am interested to see what you guys have to say when it comes to what the NBA is doing, what the NFL should look to do with them. I think uh, the NBA and the NFL is, a, uh, you know, it's an offense driven league. And it's going to always be that because that's what put asses in the seats. And so basketball, great players take advantage of rules. Like I was speaking about earlier, Chris Paul has been doing to keep a player on his backside. Like if he runs a pick and roll and a player gets stuck, he, he's going to literally hold you right there in that spot. He's going to stop on a dime, get you to bump him in the back, or he's going to move backwards and step on your foot or something like that. You're going to make contact with him. I don't blame Chris Paul. He's taking advantage of a rule that's in place. It's up to the league to change that. Same thing with football, man. I mean, if you got a, a wide receiver that's going up against Rockerson, that knows his tendencies, that knows how the NFL feels about him, you're going to expect him to even initiate a little hand contact because the moment that Rock engages back, he's going to get the flag. He's going to draw flags. And great wide receivers know know these type of things about the cornerbacks they're facing week in and week out. So you can expect 
number two wide receivers who Rock is is going to predominantly be matched up with this season to have that on their mind going into the game because he's earned a reputation. It's to the point that referees are looking at him specifically for that, even before the game starts. They know coming into the game, we got a player that's active with his hands, that likes to grab, that likes to pull, and that likes to fight. Is it ridiculous? Yes, it's ridiculous. But it's the same thing with players that have temper problems in the NBA. Referees are looking to tee them up early to set the tone of the game and let them know, look, we're not having this shit today. So you can expect the same thing to happen. Of course, the NFL needs to change it and loosen up a little bit. But like I said, man, they're not trying to do the defense any favors because offense is what sells tickets. So to me, I mean, first of all, when it comes to any of these rules, especially in the NFL, the biggest thing to me is that it's consistent. Like if you're going to let defensive players be a little handsy the entire game, but you let both sides do it. I mean, I think you just need to adjust to how referees are calling the game um, and play that way as well. Um, but the things that irritate me is when you just get these ticky tack things at sometimes, but then on the other side, it feels like you can get murdered and nothing happened. Um, and I mean, I'm not even saying that just as a, for the Colts. I'm saying in general, there are games where that does, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, so consistency is the main thing. And the second one, I mean, if the hand fighting does not affect a catching motion, a catch, and if the receiver in any way, shape, or form is fighting with his hands as well, I would never throw the flag personally. If they're both pushing back and forth, I just don't see a point. And the it. receiver doesn't fall down? Well, I mean – isn't forced to the ground let's say that yeah 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 yeah. but i mean to me i just don't ever understand the why throw the flag when it's just not and, and the word catchable has been made easier and easier every year it feels like because balls get sailed over guys heads and they'll still throw the flag like they, they'll like they throw the ball just to intentionally draw the flag Exactly. Well, I mean, that's what that was what was happening to Rock last year. Yep. Quarterbacks knew that he was going to get handsy, and if he got beat, he would use his hands. It's just how Rock is. He's a wrestling background, all these other things. And the, the Packers game was a big one. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is a very intelligent man. Yeah. He was making Rock look silly. But the one at the end of the half um, that uh. allowed the Packers to score right before the half was pitiful. One of the worst calls I've ever seen in my entire life. The receiver hooks Rock, just makes the contact there, and then the flag comes out. Aaron Rodgers throws the ball there because Rock had already been penalized a couple of times. Assumed the ref would hit him again if it was close, and he and he, and he got it right. Wait, so so that was worse than when Kenny Moore got called for pass interference in Pittsburgh? <sighs> that was the one. On that Clay, one that was, was the one bad. on Claypool. I think so, yeah, because he was yeah. doing an outbreaking route, but mm-hmm. the feet literally—he literally just tripped over himself, and Kenny got called for PI. Well, tri- and tripping—if if feet um, hit each other—isn't isn't even illegal in the NFL anymore. If if the de- the defender and the ball catcher's feet hit each other, that's not even illegal anymore. They're like they've made it that shouldn't. the case. It, I mean, it's not. It's just in the rule book. That is a legal move. If it, if both feet do, I mean, you can't trip somebody, obviously. But if it, if he's running a route and their feet just get intertwined, that is right. not illegal. That's what I always did not understand how that was a how that was a penalty when it happened. But we're not going to get into that how the Steeler game ended. We're just not going <laughs> to go there today. Um, I I've had a good day. Got a new laptop, new furniture, all this stuff. I'm not going to let you guys bring Satan into my <laughs> mind today. Yeah, Dustin and I aren't going to have a repeat of that episode. Rashad, did you want to get something in? 
Uh, nah, man. I just wanted to ask y'all uh, one quick question before we left that topic. Uh, do y'all see the NFL changing anything in the near future? That rule goes. I mean, I don't know. They have been actively working on the pass interference rules, but usually, like, the challenge was a good idea, but it has to be perfected a little bit because um, you're not – there has to be consistency with it, which was the issue is they never wanted to overturn it um, mm-hmm. because once you overturn something, you start a – you start a narrative. You start what it takes to do that, which is when you can start contradicting yourself in games. Right, that's which, the thing. Which is why they really did not overturn much unless they had to. And that, that's why you have to perfect those kind of things before you just throw them in like that. And, what? I mean, it, it takes big moments to change stuff like that. I mean, the Rams-Saints ending Saints game. Wait, was the reason. That, wait, wasn't the challenge already initiated in that, or was that what caused it? Yeah, you could not. You can't even challenge the pass interference anymore. It only lasted one season, but yeah, you could. You could not do it before. The NFL is a reactive league. I mean, they they are willing to react to big moments when there are mm-hmm. uproars. And the Rams Saints game caused us to have a year of pointless challenges on pass interferences because the NFL did not want to overturn anything. It was just there for show, basically. Um, it's a good idea in principle, but you have to perfect those kind of things before you just throw them in for a season like that. And the NFL did not care to perfect it. They just didn't. I mean, if you're truly a professional in the NFL, you know all the rules. How do you not overturn uh, these calls? How do you not, whether if they were or they weren't pass interference? It only took me two weeks into that season because I was watching a lot of football. I wanted to see you know, first off, a lot of teams, but then I also wanted to see how the officiating was going to go. It only took me two weeks into that season to know that this was just bull crap. Like, this, so, this was... so this can be a short answer from both of you okay. if you want, because this wasn't exactly on our topic list. So if you need a second, I can go first. But are you guys pro or anti the sky referee topic? Wait, what? Uh, so did, is it, did you watch the XFL for the half season that it was out? Nah, so, I think I watched some, but so I, I thought it was actually pretty entertaining. Um, but that's a, that's another story for another day. But uh, something they had was a sky referee. So basically, they had a referee up in the box that was able to watch the game and call down and overturn anything that was just outrageously wrong. Like like he just had like that power. So. It, Pat McAfee's talked about it a lot because Pat McAfee's very pro sky referee. Um, uh-huh. If you if you'd have to go listen to his rants about it, I would love to see it implemented for a year to see how it goes, or right. hell, even try it out in the preseason. I mean, see, that's why the NFL needs something like the XFL, though. I think the NFL, if they were smart, they would purchase the XFL outright, and they would make it a little bit of like kind of like how the G League is for the NBA, but I would use the XFL to try out anything I want to implement in the NFL. I, I would literally use it as a developmental thing. Like you can use it for players, but I would do it for rules, for for anything. Just just because I feel like it would be such a beneficial thing for both sides. That's not a bad idea, actually. I, I, I was pro Sky Judge. Um, I just think it's a good idea. You got somebody that got the best – view in the stadium and the only thing is i could see people being upset with the amount of power that he actually has and you know you know how that is whenever something feel like someone got a certain amount of power 
They're going to look up his background. They're going to see where he's from. And if anytime he's ever in a game involving any team that's in the vicinity of his hometown, it's going to be controversy. So, I mean, that comes with it. So, you but, know. The, but the thing that fans don't understand is there are actually very few game-changing referee thing, um, oppositions in the NFL. Yeah. And I think a sky judge would really show fans that because they would only really come in to fix the ones that are as outrageously wrong. Yeah. Right. And so we would never have that Ram Saints moment again that gets talked about for years and years and years. Um, and then the small things, I mean, they're still going to be there. That's referees. I mean, if you grew up playing sports, you know, referees suck. It's a hard job. I, I used to get paid to ump baseball and ref high school basketball. They, it's hard. It, and I know the game of baseball and basketball, but I, I, I got calls wrong. I live in New Orleans, man. man. Trust me, they still talk about that. I, I, I literally just heard it the last time I was in the barbershop. They was having a conversation and it came up. The Rams, same thing. It's, it's something that's going to be discussed forever, man. And that's what bad calls Especially do. now that Drew Brees is retired and they never made it back. Exactly. Ugh. Reminds us so much of that Peyton era. Just one ring out of that team, that era. Dude, something – so getting off topic here a little bit, we don't have to spend too much time on it. But getting into a little bit of combat sports. The, okay. Yesterday, I just discovered that there is a boxing thing going on between – um what is it uh instagram people and youtubers and youtubers i i think i think that's what it is i just i just discovered this yesterday i didn't know what the hell was going on i didn't even know anything of this and i I saw it was boxing and everything i was like okay I'll, i'll look into it watched um a press conference of like Brandon Hall and Austin McBride or man, you are uh, so close at all these, but Bryce Hall, Austin McBroom. Oh, Oh, so see, that's how, that's how much I just don't give a crap about this. But so I was looking into all this and I am huge into combat sports, man. I trying to decide what my number one sport is between MMA and NFL and NBA is very hard for me, but watching these press conferences and then watching these fights was the worst thing I have ever seen in my life. It was the absolute worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, uh, I'm not you're going to, you're going to offend some of our listeners. I'm not going to try. I'm not trying to come off, um, you know, in, in a bad way or anything, but when you grow up, in a suburb of LA, in a privileged house, to a school where everyone's carrying around a Gucci bag, don't say you're from the hood. D- don't say you fought in the streets. Because when you're sitting up there with some tight ass leggings on, looking like you can't even stand up, that, no, that, that, stop. This stop is acting a, hard. This stop. Is a- this is a whole different kind of conversation is, that I thought this we is were a going whole different, on. I have to a, like what the I have heck? to get it off my chest. He I took have a to hard get it off look. my chest. I think I think you're looking way too much into it. These kids, I mean, went out there and made like five million dollars to go no, put, no, so, no, to go stop, to, to go do stop, something that they're not stop. even good at. 
No, I, I don't good have for, the good issue. for them, man. I don't have the issue when it comes to them trying to go against them because neither one know what the hell they're doing. So at least it's even. But when you go on social media talking about professional fighters, that's it's all talk. It's it, the game, it's, Michael. It's just, it's, no, you, you take it. It's not. It's there not taking it all stupid. So it's stupid. It you take it stupid. so seriously. It's the game. It's, it's, it's how it. it is. You and I both know we could sit here and talk trash on Dustin Poirier all we want, but if he was standing in front of us, we would not say a word. But they know to that him. too. They, it's the game. It, it, it it's stupid. I will never watch it again. I gave it a shot. When I thought it, it was funny. Me, I did. It, I, I thought, thought it was funny too. I th- I was just like I would never pay for it. I like I, I, did, dude, I did not pay the fifty dollar whatever it was. Whatever his name was, Bryce or something. When he got up to push Austin, he was biting the man's leg. Like what, dude? I so uh, I needed to get that off my welcome, chest. Welcome, welcome to the Blue Stable Podcast, I, the I official Colts that. podcast of fan sided. <laughs> Talking about TikTokers versus YouTube boxing that happened a couple of nights ago. But uh, what, what was the next football topic? Let's, let's get oh back on gosh. track the, the a little next, bit. The next, I, I was waiting for you guys to uh, finish our little dispute. But um, really the next just topic, me, not, not Dustin. Right, Dustin was just letting you know that. Right, he didn't see a problem with it because Dustin sees the business side of of everything. You know, Mike Mike speaks more to the integrity of the sport. Which is where y'all always have y'all disagreements at. Hey, I will always, always say, if I was told that I could go do something I'm, I suck at but get paid a million dollars to do it, any day, I don't care, and I'll talk all the crap about it. All Mike right. say, Mike right. say do they, it. When they walk Mike up on you and it. knock your ass out, that I'm – Right. Give me a million if we, dollars. If we in the streets of Indiana and some homeboy walks up, hey, man, you was talking that shit. I'm out of it. You got it, Destin? You you said on YouTube that you could take three of them. There you got it. There you go. You got it. So, I ain't in that. So in today's news, uh, there's a rumor going around. <laughs> there's a rumor going around about a cornerback that plays for the New England Patriots, a man by the name of Stephon Gilmore. Uh, he's getting thrown around in trade rumors because he wants a new contract, apparently, and all of his guaranteed money has been paid. So there's no guaranteed money left on his current deal. So therefore, he wants a new deal with guaranteed money. Of course, this is rumored to be in search of a three-year, $50 million contract, similar to the one Darius Slay got with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I see a little bit a little bit of roar in Coast Nation about Ballard needs to go out and get this guy. So before this picks up any steam... <laughs> Let's go ahead and, and, and nip this in the butt right now. We're going to start with you, Michael. Okay. Um, so another day, another player that Colts fans roar about Chris Ballard needing to trade for. Um, hell, I'm pretty sure if they had freaking Curtis Painter on the trade block, they would say, <laughs> hey, we need a guy to back up Carson Wentz. <sighs> no, guys, it's not happening. Same way we all knew it wasn't happening with Julio. Same way we all knew it wasn't happening with Aaron Rodgers. Same, it's not going to happen. Okay, Stephon Gilmer is, what, 31 years old. He's going to command a lot of money. Ballard just brought on 30-year-old Xavier Rhodes for, what, $6 million? You really think he's going to bring on that with – stop. 
Stop it. Uh, he's a great corner. I think if he was on the Colts, he would do many great things for us. Um, but no, this is a short and easy, simple topic for me. He's not coming to the Colts. Best of luck. Hope you get your money, man. You've definitely earned it. Uh, best of luck in your career. Yes, yeah. The question that Colts fans need to start asking themselves every single time, they should first say, will, will the Colts do it? So they don't get their hopes up. Um, the answer is no. The Colts aren't going to make a move like this. Okay, nip that in the bud. But then you can talk about if you'd like them to do it, if you think they should do it. That's a whole different conversation. Just don't just don't let your personal opinions get in the way of knowing what'll actually happen. Because I mean, I would trade for I, I would trade for Gilmore. I think he's the type of player this deep that would take this defense to the next level. I mean, I've spoke on this. I think a number one corner is really the biggest thing that could take this defense and make them elite every single week to me. Um, I think they went out and they got some young pieces for the pass rush that we're going to let develop a little bit, but a true number one corner to be around. And some Colts fans will argue with me. Xavier Rhodes, a true number one corner, yada, yada, yada. I think Xavier Rhodes would be better in a number two spot. And I just feel like that would be a really smart move for the Colts. But I think there's a lot of teams that make a lot of sense. The Rams want to go get them. If the Rams have Ramsey and Gilmore, shoosh. Man, that's gonna be ridiculous. Um, as long as, and as I, th- I think he makes a lot of sense for the Titans. I mean, they're already in win now mode. Why, why not? If you're if you're Tennessee right now, and that is available, there's so many ways to get around the salary cap right now. Why not go and just send picks next year, forfeit next year's picks, go get a guy like him to fill one of the worst secondaries in football. If I, if I was the GM of Tennessee, that's that's the risk I would have took, not on Julio. Well, now that you've made the Julio deal, though, can you really afford to trade more draft capital for Stephon Gilmore? And you don't have that that Tannehill out anymore as far as manipulating the salary cap. We knew that was an easy button for them to do it, just to restructure Tannehill, and it opened up 15 mil instantly, which was enough money for Julio. But now you have but to I'm open sure it up. I'm sure some of those other guys would. I, I If Derrick Henry was asked to do it, because here's the thing, whether we think they are a Super Bowl contender or not, the way they've made these moves recently, they are almost Super Bowl or bust. Like that's 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 where they're yeah. lining they're that's where they're lining themselves up for. At Absolutely. least if they're not in the AFC championship game, their fans should be disappointed. Like that's just that's that's how this Tennessee team has made this offseason be. So if that's the case, if you're John Robinson, why not just take do take the hail mary he's gonna get shit either way if they don't do well this year that's just what's gonna happen if i'm john robinson i'm like you know what let's just go come this far in yeah especially now that you've done it all go put push the chips in the middle go get a guy to fill the worst spot on your roster maybe the worst secondary in football and ride it out yeah that's the second i might even i might even take houston over Tennessee's secondary man now I'm a Colts fan so Tennessee you're not allowed to do that but that's what I would do a first look, so you would give up a first for Stephon Gilmore if I'm Tennessee if, if, if I'd be upset if the Colts gave up a first for him I don't I mean I don't know if I'd be upset. <laughs> also the Colts I don't think exactly give up the Colts couldn't exactly give up a first the Colts right, because because of the Carson Wentz trip well you the way that I think I mean don't quote me on this, but I believe the Colts could probably trade a stipulation basically saying they'll give up whatever pick they don't give the Eagles. 
in a trade. So they would just have two stipulation trades <laughs> rolling through the oh, year. Man. I mean, uh, I think that's doable. I don't know. It just it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. I, I don't think he would do it, though, just because. Because, I mean. I still think he's going to find a way team? to make Wentz not play 75 snaps. He's not that good. He's great. He ain't that good. <sighs> we'll see, man. He's going to. No way. No so, way. I take a $100 bet. If, if Wentz is healthy, he plays 75%. <sighs> Any takers? I mean, I I don't know if I feel confident enough to make a hundred dollar bet, but I would. I don't I, feel confident I, I just, in making that bet, even if there's no money involved. <laughs> I just think, in general, there is a master. There's a master plan that you could make to sit him certain snaps, certain areas, oh. to make it below seventy five percent to make it a second round pick. He would have to miss basically four games. So if you did it by snap by snap basis, if he played in every game, there's no, there's no way. There's hey, no man. way to make it happen. I already said it before, man. I wanted to see Jacob Eason. So <laughs> I'm still I'm still salty about that on the inside. I just don't show it, but I still want to what see about, what about Sam, what about Sammy Ellinger? Oh man, dude, the next face of the league. The next face of the league. I mean, we thought Patrick Mahomes was this good. Wait till Sam Ellinger gets his hands on a piece of leather. Hey guys, you know we we actually have real topics like that we have to discuss. You know why you guys? Oh are, right, right, you, right. You know we we do have a show. Like there's things to talk about. We don't have to do this. We don't have to put ourselves through this. You know, we actually have our next topic, which is our one call topic of the night, and Dustin Adams is going to tell you all about one call technology. Yeah, One Call Technology is a managed telecom service provider whose senior staff has 100 plus years of experience in virtually every aspect of business communications, business phone system installation and services, managed telecom service providers, high speed internet. Head, o- head on over to One Call's website at www.onecalltech.com or give them a call at 888-585-8850 and tell them the blue stable guys sent you. So this next topic, we want to have a little fun. Um, I, I came up with some fill in the blank statements that I want to hear what we all have to say on. And the first one, Paris Campbell season will be blank. And Rashad, I'm going to let you go first. Will be exciting, man. I know that's the front door. I was going to give it something way more dramatic, but let's let's be honest here. Paris Campbell is one of our most exciting players on the roster, other than Naheem Hines and maybe Jonathan Taylor. But I just think what he can do with his speed and even changing his number to number one, and number one just screams excitement. He's going to be flying all over the field. I'm looking forward to Paris Campbell. Notice I didn't mention an injury word, not one time. Well, I guess I just did. But I expect him to be fully healthy this season for the first time in his NFL career. And I expect him to get back to playing the way he was projected to play when he was coming out of Ohio State, when he was a higher-rated receiver than his teammate, Terry McLaurin, who a lot of people forgot about now that they've entered the NFL. So when we're making this statement, is it before the season or when the season concludes? I mean, this is you predicting what his season will be. Yeah. Uh, I will say it will be underwhelming. I'll say that. I I think a lot of people are really, for for some reason, a lot of people are putting a world of expectations on Paris Campbell. Uh, I'm hearing that he's going to be a leading receiver. He's going to be the number one guy. 
He's going to lead the team in targets. He's going to be doing all this stuff. And I mean, can, can we just get him healthy out of a game first? Like, can we start there? Like, can we see where he is in his route running development since he's been doing nothing but rehab so far? Can we, can we see some of that? I mean, I, I definitely think I now don't get me wrong. I want him to have an exciting blow up season, but I'm trying to be a little bit more realistic about where he's been, where he's at in his development, what slowed him down. And he's been slowed down before uh, changing the number. A lot of people are excited about that. I just look at it as him changing a number from, I liked him in 15, but he went to one now. Uh, so that one looks clean, Michael. Come on. That one looks clean. Absolutely. I need to see him on the field, man. I don't care about a wallpaper. I need to see it on the field. I got I'm, to. I'm writing these predictions but, down, too. I'm going to bring this back up. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, that, that's just my opinion. It'll be – I still think he might have a good season, but it'll just be underwhelming versus everyone's expectations for him. I'm going to say – Underwhelming. <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> uh, but – for me, I'm going to say Paris Campbell's season will be very telling. Um, so that sounds like a cop-out answer. But to me, I'm just going to say that there's one or two things can happen. He's either going to be able to make it a full season and the Colts coaching staff and front office is finally going to know a little bit more about who he is as a pro. Or, I mean, he's not going to be able to make it a full season. It's going to be riddled with injuries again. And it's, I mean, it sucks to say it, but it's like third strike and you're out. I mean, eventually you can't say if this guy is healthy when he can't be healthy. I mean, Malik Hooker is not on the Colts anymore. Malik Hooker, if he was healthy, had all the talent in the world. Where is he at right now? And I mean, So I think Paris Campbell's season will be very telling. The second one we got here for Rock to succeed – he must. Michael, I'll let you go first. Play some damn football. I I mean, there's so many things with Rock, man. Uh, this is hard. Say it again, Destin. For Rock to succeed, he must blank. Stop grabbing so much. That's it. Stop grabbing so damn much. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. Stop grabbing. I guess a, a technical term was get his technique right. Get his technique right. Rashad. Me? Okay. Um, for Rock, for Rock to succeed, he must block out the noise. It's gonna be a lot of people in his ear saying this and saying that. He has to get back to, like Mike said, the fundamentals, getting his technique right, working on himself, ignoring all the criticism and the coach fans, the people that's yelling at him, the people that's giving him information that doesn't benefit him. He must block out all the outside noise. He needs to talk to players that has played at the level that he's played at and performed well. People like Kenny Moore, Darius Butler, all those guys – Oh, two guys, and I use those two names to be specific because both of those guys are predicting big years from Rock. They came on either our platform and said it or said it in a, during a press conference or something that we, we was uh, lucky enough to be a part of. So 
that's what I think from Rock, man. Rock, you got to block out that noise, man. And get back to playing Rock your sin football and being a guy that we expected to be the second-round draft pick out of Temple. I'm going to say for Rock to succeed, he must be picky. Um, I think Rocky – I think Rock – whoa, Rocky. Um, Rocky. <laughs> yeah, nickname, man. Uh, for <laughs> Rock to succeed, I think he must be picky because I think he needs to pick and choose – when he lets his aggressive self come out because that aggressive play style and that aggressive demeanor can be a positive thing. It really can in this league. There's so many corners that have found ways to make it their bread and butter. And rock has a tendency to just do it way too much. He bites on fakes and learning to be picky with it could really help his development. And I think it's what he, what has to happen for him to succeed at the next level. Next one here, we have blank should start opposite of Quiddy Pay week one. So I did not say blank will start. So this is not a prediction. This is blank should start opposite of Quiddy Pay week one. This is a two-part answer. Because uh, yeah. are we talking about in, in a run? In run situations or in passing situations? See, because I think that's two different people. I think as first down, week one, it should be Taekwon Lewis that's, that's starting at defensive end opposite of Quiddy Pay. And I think on second and third downs, depending on uh, down the distance, I think Taekwon should slide in the inside where Grover is, and Kamoko Ture should be the guy to come in and play in pass rush situations. Uh, Kamoko Ture is the guy with the most explosiveness. I, I do, I like Ben Banigo a lot. And I think he's going to be a really productive player in our system. I just haven't seen him enough, uh, thanks to, you know, whatever the situation was last year. I'm just more familiar with Terrace, so I trust Terrace more at this point. But I, I, like I said, I really think Ben Banigou has a lot of upside. And I think if he actually gets a chance to get his feet wet, then maybe he can become a more productive player than even than Kamoko Terrace because he's, he was raw. Banigou is a raw player, you know, making a position switch and everything. But I think he has the talent to do it, athletically tested well. So I, I know there's untapped potential with him. But if I had to pick somebody on first downs, Taekwon Lewis, in pass rush situations, I think it should be Kamoko Ture. A position position switch, is he going to linebacker or something? Well, I, I mean, there was, there was talks of him coming from linebacker, playing linebacker once he was drafted. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That, that confused me for a whole second. Um, yeah. I'm actually, I mean, a lot of people are probably saying, oh, Michael's going to say Ben Banigou. Uh, I'll say Al-Kadeem Muhammad. I'm going to say him. I mean, there's not really a lot of options to choose from on this line, uh, Chris Ballard. So um, I'm going to go with the guy with the most, with the most uh, experience. I mean, he's shown some really good things. Chris Ballard loves him a lot. And, I mean, it's going to be – he's solid in the run game. He's he's okay in the pass rush. But when it comes to Kamoko Toure, show us you're healthy. I, I like Al-Kadim more than Taekwon. I really do. I, I think Taekwon's hit his ceiling, honestly. Um, you know, and I'm open to him changing my mind, obviously. But I, I think he's gone where I think he's going to be in his – uh, career, but Alkadi Muhammad. I mean, once again, there's not a lot of options on, on this line. Wait, Mike, as big a TikTok fan you are, you're not you're not rooting for Isaac Rochelle. 
What? <laughs> hey, Michael's favorite player on the Colts are the TikTokers. Uh, okay. But, look, uh, look, 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 but look, hey, real quick, is... it's my turn to fill in the blank, Michael. Hey, I wasn't done yet. Nombre la cagas. You know, go, go ahead and go. I swear to God, this you better so uh, maybe I should have went. Be- maybe I should have went before Michael because um, the, I'm going to say anyone but Alquadim Muhammad should start opposite of Quiddy Pay Week One. To me, if you go out there and start Alquadim Muhammad, and he outsnaps Toure and Ben Banagoo and Taekwon Lewis, then what the heck was the point of this offseason? of reju- rejuvenating the, the edge position. Like, what was the freaking point? I'm all for Muhammad being a rotational piece. I think he could be solid at being a rotational piece. But if he is going to out-snap all these young guys that you have cleared a path to be able to get snaps this year, what the heck was the point? Like, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated. I am. And, I mean, I don't understand how Michael's going to be upset because, I mean, what I'm saying is to get – Guys like Ben Banigou more snaps, which has been his whole argument the entire offseason. Are you done? (laughs) Destin Adams just came onto live airwaves and said Isaac Rochelle should start a football game. I didn't use his name once. No, sir. I said every I think I said everyone else. Anyone but Isaac Rochelle is anyone, everyone, but Alkadi Muhammad. Am, am I right? If, Ro- if, if, Roche- if Rochelle goes out and wins the spot over Banigou and Toure, we have a lot of other issues. You just said everyone but. So you basically said Isaac Rochelle should be started. If he is the most First promising off- of those young guys, I guess that's what I'm saying. But that's not the case. That, that That's – I'm saying of the guys that are actually in consideration to start the opposite of Quiddy Pay, any of the options but Alquadim Muhammad are the only ones that should happen. See, this, this, is, this is the thing, man. This is the thing. Destin Adams goes throughout the week and he says, how can I piss Michael off? How can I do this? Hey, that was going to be really my answer do, before I, I heard really, you said What it. I, I really want to do – what I really want to do is grab this tilapia filet and smack you in the face with. That's what I want to do. Like what? I never thought the day would come, Rashad, where Michael would be upset with me for trying to get Ben Banigou more snaps. It's the fact <laughs> that you included Isaac Rochelle with everyone. I didn't. I didn't include Isaac should, Rochelle. Should, I never said his name. You just said everyone but. Al Kadeen. Isaac Rochelle is in the defensive lineman group. He is at that position. He was signed this offseason. He was doing that. So, yeah. So you can roll your eyes all you want, like a third grade little girl. You if sit. so, I think I need to be talking for YouTube to see it. But I was rolling my eyes heavily. Then I don't want that to be seen because if you listen to me say it, and I guarantee you. Listeners were not like, oh, he just said Isaac Rochelle should start. Only you, Michael. Only you find a way to just input that in there. But here, I'll change it for you. 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 Blank should start opposite of Pay week one. Any of the logical starting options not named Al-Qadim Muhammad should start opposite 
quitty pay week one. Is that better? Now you we're feel talking better? football. Now you we're feel better? Football. Apparently, I have to have eight word answers for my blank. But <laughs> this is probably the first time a debate or argument between you two actually got resolved. Oh <laughs> man, I'm so proud of. I'm so proud of Destin. Y'all know what to celebrate? To celebrate. Dustin gonna give away our code word for our ticket contest that we're doing. I will say, if you guys have been following along with the Blue Stable this past week, we've been trying to get to 1,000 followers, and you guys are the best fans in the business. Absolutely, and you guys did it. Over over 250 followers in like an hour and a half. Um, just completely knocked it out of the park, getting us over a thousand, and we're still growing. Um, and we we are men of our words we're gonna keep to it and we're having a ticket giveaway and for you guys to be entered you need to dm this code word to me i mean to the blue stable i apologize don't slide into my dms we ain't like that um but the code word is actually going to be the game that the tickets are for and that is for the Houston Texans. So you just DM the word Houston to the Blue Stables account. And that game is October 17th and is currently slated for 1 p.m. Make sure you guys DM the Blue Stable Houston and you will be entered in that giveaway for two tickets to the October 17th game at 1 p.m. And going on to our next Fill in the blank. Frank Reich would be on the hot seat if Michael, I'll let you go first. Uh, just one more quick thing about the giveaway. I find it ironic that Destin Adams, the guy that slid in my DMs asking me for date night, is telling other people not to slide in his DMs. That's that's what if we're gonna makes- be if we're gonna bring that up, it was via text. Um, and I was trying to text my wife. Um, how I ended up texting Michael, no idea. Hey, um, if you got both happened. of us under babe, that, that's your phone, man. That's your phone, okay? That That's your phone. Uh, but uh, repeat uh, the, the question again. The next question is, Frank Reich would be on the hot seat if? Carson Wentz is absolute ass. <laughs> So, uh, what what stat line would equal absolute ass? Uh, eighteen interceptions, completion percentage of fifty eight, under thirty five hundred. I would say under three thousand passing yards, and under twenty touchdown passes. If he has a fifty eight percent completion rate and had eighteen interceptions. That dude is going to have the weirdest season I've ever seen in my entire life, and I'm, it's going to be something else. Rashad, Frank Reich would be on the hot seat if? He went on 16. Uh, I don't really think Frank Reich can do much to be on the hot seat. Uh, Ballard's really fond of him, and it's not like Ballard has a team that he's expecting to compete for a Super Bowl right now. Now, he is expecting his team to make the playoffs, but I don't think if they fall short of the playoffs – that Frank Reich will be on the hot seat. Frank Reich will have to have just a terrible season and just completely bomb. Like Mike said, Carson Wentz will have to suck, and Frank Reich will have to show no ability to be able to coach them to close games, even with Carson Wentz sucking. Jacob Eason will have to come in, suck as well. Eason season! Mike. Michael. 
he is the next face of the franchise. Okay. It's He's either nice. him or Sam Ellinger. Take it. Sammy boy. Sammy boy. Sammy. You know what, Destin? What can put Frank Reich on the hot seat? Frank Reich would be on the hot seat if the offense is the reason we missed the playoffs. <gasps> um, so, I, I mean, first of all, usually if it's your first time, your first off season as on the off hot seat, you're nowhere near getting fired. It's just more being told to you that you didn't you didn't do your job, um, and if the offense goes out and is a liability, um, with you don't have the crutch anymore to say you have an immobile quarterback, um, creating some issues play calling wise. You no longer have the crutch of the team isn't fully healthy right now, um, because I mean currently they are, and. So I think that would at least make it to where I would at least consider, man, like he just did not succeed this year. And I would at least have to consider, is there better options? But I wouldn't, don't think he gets fired. I mean, like Rick Rashad said, he would have to go 0 and 16 for it to ever be a legit consideration. Right. right. And for the last 17, sorry. Uh, 0 and 17. We, we totally dang it. That. 0 and 17. New year, new record. Schedule. Last question here, guys. For the Colts to be Super Bowl contenders, Wentz must. Have the best season of his career. I'm talking about even a season better than the MVP season that he had in 2017. I believe we're going to need at least 30, 30 30-plus touchdowns. We're going to need somewhere between 11 or lower interceptions. We're going to need a completion percentage of at least about uh, 65 we're going to need 4,000 yards. We're going to need him to play the best football of his career. If he gets those numbers, that will be the best season of his career. We need him to take a lot of steps back to getting back to the old Wentz, the guy we once knew, and the guy who in his second year in the NFL played like a grown man. That's what we need. Wait, so is this Super Bowl contender or win a championship? Um, I'll read the question back for you. For the Colts – to be Super Bowl contenders, Wentz must. Uh, I would probably disagree with Rashad. I don't think to be Super Bowl contenders, I don't think I'm going to put the weight of the world on Carson Wentz's shoulder. There's too much talent on this roster to do that. Um, the Carson Wentz must. Uh, golly, I mean. When I'm only basing this off of if when everybody I, else play like we expect them to play. So you can't say, you know, if we get a pass rush out of nowhere. I'm I'm just using what we have. I'm not basing it off nobody else. That's why I'm giving these. Wentz will have to okay. be. Yeah, that's why I did it that way. Wentz will have. He'll have to keep the turnovers down. I'll mm-hmm. say that. Don't don't put this young defense on a short field. Uh don't put Matt Eberflus on on the on the game on on the line here but um yeah, just don't turn the football over with all those strip sacks, turnovers, you know, all, all that stuff. So, if he keeps the turnovers down, I I think the Colts will be in good position. So, what about you, Dustin? Um, for the Colts to be Super Bowl contenders, Wentz must have the two C's 
that matter the most to every Super Bowl contending quarterback. He needs to be confident and he needs to be clutch. I, if, if Carson, I don't think Carson Wentz needs to even be, I don't think this needs to be his best year of his career for us to be Super Bowl contenders. Um, I've never been someone that really cares as much about the interception numbers because I'd rather have a guy trying to make plays over a guy who is just there. So I don't really care about the interception numbers. I mean, it obviously can't be a problem. Like you can't be overdoing all the turnovers, obviously. But if Carson Wentz is confident and clutch, that's something that would just take this team to the next level. I think the defense is going to be good enough to keep you in most games. And if you have a confident and clutch quarterback, you have a chance every single week. And that's something we've missed since – I mean, Andrew Luck. I, it's it's hard to hear his name every now and then, but I don't think Car, I don't think Carson Wentz needs to be Andrew Luck. I just think he needs to be Carson Wentz, and with that confidence back, I just think he has the talent to make plays. So, a confident Carson Wentz, I think, gets the Colts to at least in the conversation. Bro, Andrew Luck is a different breed. He's got a hundred million dollars in the bank, and he's riding a train. That man, hey, that, that is a different to man. See that picture. Was probably the first time we've seen Andrew Luck outside of like Colts posts that they've included him in, like videos. Uh, and he looked like he was in good shape too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he... Andrew Luck always looks ripped for for being a nerdy old dad now. Like, dude has a pimped out gym and wherever he's living. He he looks like he's still in shape, man. I'm I'm glad he is. I don't know what I would do if I saw skinny Andrew Luck. Man, All right. Like... All right, y'all, man, we want to thank y'all again. This has been another episode of The Blue Stable, the official Coast Pike. It's a fan-sided. Um, do any of y'all have anything y'all wanted to say before we get up out of here? Make sure you guys are following The Blue Stable. Um, make sure you're DMing us the code word if you're wanting in on those tickets. We're going to announce that giveaway sometime tomorrow maybe thursday if we want maybe wednesday if we want to give everybody a whole day to listen um to be able to enter into that contest but we're super excited to give those tickets to a fan that wants them and needs them just to be able to respect and rep the horseshoe at lucas oil stadium this next year yeah thank you shout out to everyone who who followed and who's going to continue to participate interact with us guys we we love you we appreciate you and Thank you for being here with all of us. Shout out to Brandon Moreno. Viva Mexico way. Hey, man, there you have it. My contest coming soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.